Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Everyday Goddess. This week we have our bi-weekly healing catch-up where we discuss triggers um, that we have experienced from the week, any boundaries we put in or just how life is treating us and how we are handling it. <laughs> we're both ever so slightly tired today and we're probably gonna try and overcompensate yes i've been, I've been awake since 2am oh but we goodness. move we move yeah okay do you want to go first yes yeah yeah sure. i'll go first so i am currently in a very funny little period of my life where i am having to move house um and single parenthood brings you lots of lovely curveballs and barriers um, that you have to work pretty hard to try and manage in the best way possible. So next week I have to move out of my house because my landlord has sold the house that we're living in. And I currently don't actually know where I'm moving into. It's all a bit up in the air. Yeah. Um, we're currently we're currently recording this on the 4th of September and you're meant to leave on the 8th yeah on the 8th of September <laughs> and it's all it's all just very up in the air and I've got lots of lots of plates spinning where I'm talking to like the landlord at um of the place that I'm in now seeing if I could like maybe stay for a little bit longer speaking to two different properties one that I'm hearing waiting to hear back from one that I've actually started the process of moving into but the other one I like more so hopefully next time we do this I'm in the house that I really 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 love that is what I'm trying to manifest but me a year ago oh my god I would be having a full-on breakdown and meltdown right now like I would be crying every single day I would be so anxious so overwhelmed so stressed um and yes I have probably a little bit of low-level anxiety but I haven't I haven't cried that much really I had a little cry when I found out that one of the properties that I really liked I didn't get um, and I cried for like maybe five or ten minutes and I like managed to regulate myself back down and I was like well there's nothing that I can do about it and I need to focus on what I can do and what I can control and kind of threw myself into trying to find another property to look at and to move into and that's basically what I have been doing rather than focusing on the potential of not having anywhere to live or focusing on how stressed I am, how much of my house I have to pack up and put away and how stressful moving is and where am I going to live and all the what ifs. I'm trying to focus on what I can control and just trying to, yeah, relinquish that level of control and just trust the universe, trust things are going to work out and just focus on my end goal of being in a home it being safe and happy and comfortable and us just being all nice and settled in there. And that's where I just keep taking my brain every time it runs away yeah. <laughs> or tries to run away anyway. I kind of bring it back to that, that image of us. Being somewhere. Yeah. Being in a lovely home and just feeling settled because that's what is the most important. And I think it's also kind of made me reevaluate what I think home is because I had so many ideas that home was like 
a certain number of bedrooms and a garden and all of these things and now I'm like well actually home is safe and comfortable and it's where my boys are and like it's about home is is about creating memories and happiness and joy Mm. and like that's what's important and I think that's where my focus has gone now in the recent couple of weeks as well where I'm like well the boys need to not feel stressed because they are so small and they feed off of me and my energy so I need to just focus on what I can do which is you know packing when I can having fun and being present with them as much as I possibly can and just yeah just trusting that it's going to work out because it always works out um we we kind of almost cause our own stress don't well we? yeah both of the properties that you're looking at now originally you looked at well and either put an offer on or didn't but that then someone else got it and it fell through so it it just goes to show you don't really know what's going to happen like you could have gone through all that disappointment and then never like heard anything about it again but the fact that it's come up there's obviously something there, like whether it's that you're going to get it or whether it's a lesson Mm. or something to learn. Yeah, so basically the property that I got upset about that I didn't get, the people who put the offer in and and got the offer actually pulled out. Um, And so I'm waiting to hear back from them again. And yeah, I think think that's one of the reasons I've been a lot less stressed is because like you do, you just don't know. You just don't Mm. know what's going to come on the market, who the person is, is rent, who's renting it out, what date it needs to be. Maybe you can move into it before anyone else can move into it. So you're going to get that property or... Yeah, there's so yeah. many different factors. Yeah, and it's choosing to focus on the more positive outcomes rather than the yeah. negative or, yeah, things going against you. Try, trying to focus on the universe working with you rather than against you and you know in this instance it is it it is working with me because that property both those properties have come back on the market Mm. when they had originally been taken off yeah I was also going to say in this sort of situation it's really easy to slip into like victim mindset Mm -hmm. and being like oh this is so hard like there's there's nothing out there like you know I'm just gonna have nowhere to live or whatever but like obviously you have had those thoughts at times but you like Mm you're you're very much in a place where you have like you said concentrating on what you can control yeah and actually focusing on that rather than being like this is an awful situation for me you're like the universe is working for me I don't really get what it's doing for me right now but I just know and trust that whatever it is is going to be for you know your best self and best for you and the kids Mm. right now yeah on that to be fair I I did I had maybe a couple of weeks ago or a month ago I was really in victim mindset so victim mindset basically is um where you just feel really fucking sorry for yourself and like you just you know any trauma that you've experienced you focus on the fact that you're the victim of that trauma and it's defining your life Um, yeah I think it's just seeing yourself as a victim like everything is working against you it's like yeah it's I guess the opposite of being empowered and feeling like yeah you have control over things it's like I've got no control over any anything it's all everything is happening to me it's not like Mm. being empowered and saying well actually you know I can create my life it's very much just being like 
everything's working against me and there's nothing I can do about it rather than being like, actually, I can change my mindset or I could do this one step to get closer to where I want yeah, to be. Yeah, and I I definitely kind of got into a real mindset of being like, well, you know, I didn't choose to be a single mom. I didn't enter motherhood thinking that I was going to be a single mom and, you know, being quite... Yeah, feeling like the victim, like no one else has to deal with this situation. I have to deal with it. Like, you know, their dad isn't having to deal with it the way that I have to deal with it. And I got, I just got into like a really kind of woe is me. My life is so hard mindset. And it just doesn't, it just, it actually just doesn't serve you or your like highest good in the long run. And But it's such a like normal, natural human mm. reaction to do that. And also, you have to, like, admit that you actually have a level of of input and control in your life and in what you're experiencing. And you have to be able to be like, do you know what? Like, yes, I am responsible for what's going on in my life right now. Like, yeah, maybe I didn't pick it, but I am actually responsible for myself and my life. And it's quite it's quite a hard thing to decide to do. Um, but when you do that, you take back all of your power and then you feel empowered. And actually, because you feel so empowered, then you start to feel better and you don't feel as low or depressed or as anxious mm. because you feel like you've got that control. And then you're vibrating, vibrating at a higher level. So yeah. And you're going to attract things, better things into yeah. your life because you are in a better, happier mood and you're giving off good energy. And exactly like, for instance, for instance, if I approach like a house and I'm like, I'm a single mom, but I haven't chosen to be a single mom and I've got a degree and I've got all of this stuff and I'm like, not your stereotypical quote unquote, what a single mother is seen as by society. Mm. Um, and like start over justifying myself and all of this sort of stuff. Like people are probably going to get a bit of an ick with me and not really listen to me whereas if I'm like I deserve this house because yeah. I'm just as entitled to live here as anyone yes. else and yeah, like it's I'm actually, a great person or whatever yeah well it's such a it is kind of a test for your self-esteem your self-worth yes. because yeah. it's knowing that you're deserving of it like yes maybe on paper you don't look like the perfect tenant but you know for a fact like how well you look after things you yeah. And you have to know in yourself how deserving you are deserving of a lovely home. Mm -hmm. And it's it's it would be easy to feel like let your self-esteem and your self-worth really get involved. Yeah, I think that is it's been a really big test of my of letting go of victim mindset. And it's been a really big test of my self-esteem and my self-worth. Definitely. I think especially as a single mother, there's a lot of shame um, and I'm not working at the moment because actually financially and logistically it just doesn't make sense because my children are still so young. Um, and there's a lot of shame around that, even though like mothering is literally probably one of the, the hardest, hardest jobs job. you, you can do. And it's the most hours full a day. time, full time job. Yeah. <laughs> Especially on your doesn't own. doesn't stop at 37 and a half hours a week or yeah, 40 hours yeah. a week or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. But um it's really kind of made me tackle the shame that I have around that because there is so much shame within society around being a single parent, um, you know, not having tons in the bank and stuff like that. We put a lot of emphasis on on those things being the right, the right way of doing things. Mm. Um, 
And then obviously a knock-on effect of that is that you can feel shameful if, if you're not you're not living up to what we're told we're supposed to live up to um when ultimately, all a load of bullshit yeah <laughs> but ultimately like what matters is that my kids are happy and that I'm being a good mum and that I'm actually looking after their emotional health and their yeah. mental health and their physical of health course. and mm-hmm. all of those sorts of things so it's really made me kind of tackle that and I actually think I'm going through that bit, like someone described it to me the other day, like the birthing process, where you're like the last bit at the end where the baby's like coming, head is coming out, oh, it goes back in again, head is coming out, goes back in again. And I feel like at the moment, that's what I'm going through, like a bit of a birthing process where I'm having those moments of like that, you know, like when you feel like you've processed something and you have a bit of a healing high, like you just feel fucking great all the time. Mm. And you're just really happy and joyful and present I'm having moments of that and then coming back into still needing to process things and having moments of that so I feel like I'm going through one of those kind of transitional periods where I'm processing something and on the other side is going to be like a heightened understanding of my environment or myself or the world that I'm in in and it's going to be great Mm. and I've just got to get through this and I know I can um because I'm not a victim you've been through it twice before yeah I've done this before like if anything this is the easiest time you've ever moved yeah yeah it's the last the most last minute though (laughs) it's the most down to the wire (laughs) it's ever been but yeah that's what I mean yeah Yeah. I think it's also in in moments like this looking back and being like actually when I was doing this last year because I had to do it last year and the year before you know I didn't handle it as well I did, did it get, twice in one year. Yeah, you? I did do it twice in one year. It was absolutely bananas. Um, I didn't handle it as well. I did get really upset. I was really like victim, woe is me. And now look at me. And like, it's, it's really helpful sometimes to look back on how far you've come as well. Isn't well, it? I think that's the joy of like the healing journey mm. is like you see the progress. You don't necessarily feel it day to day sometimes. Like you can still feel triggered and whatever. But it's when you look back and you say oh, oh my God, this situation a year ago wouldn't have dreamed of it, which is, Mm. that's like one of the things that I've like managed to do this weekend. So like, well, we've said before about not necessarily having the best relationship with alcohol in terms of things that's happened in our past. And yeah, just the relationships that people have uh, modeled to us with uh, with relation, with alcohol. So I feel like we've, I purposely avoided any kind of situation with alcohol. I didn't drink alcohol. I didn't go to like anything. If my friend, even if it was a close friend's birthday, I wouldn't go if it was going to London and going for drinks or that sort of environment because it just felt so triggering and so overwhelming. And this weekend, I actually, it was one of my best friend's birthdays and, um, for it she did a bottomless brunch and honestly if you had asked me to go a year ago I would absolutely have said damn right no yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't have thought about it I would have just said I need to protect myself and I wouldn't have gone and I think there's kind of I think sometimes you need that to like retreat and actually mm. look after yourself and just protect yourself so that you can work out what is even going on in your mind like where those things stem from. Well, you need to create the space 
whether that's physical space, mental space, whatever, you have to always create the space for you to pro for the thoughts and everything mm. to actually come in so you can work out what's even going on in the first place because we suppress things so much yeah. that we actually don't understand oh, God, why yeah. we feel a certain way because we don't even let our brains think about what it is that's making us feel like shit. No. And you have to create that space to let your brain like run riot to be like oh this is why I'm so upset or like this is why I don't yeah. like something it's because of this specific thing yeah. from like my childhood or yeah well I whatever. feel like the the past few months I have really looked at like what is it that I'm actually like feeling triggered by or what is it that makes that situation feel so unsafe and I feel like asking yourself those questions of like okay, this is triggering me, but what is it that I'm fearing in this situation or what memory is it taking me back to in my childhood rather than just being like, oh my God, right now I feel physically awful. And then almost, you know, I think people's go-to is to avoid those emotions rather than like push them oh, away. we are literally a nation of avoidance. Yeah, whether it's like, you know, pushing it away by being like, I'm going to go for a run or whether it's pushing it away and pushing it down with food or you know, everyone has alcohol. to, or drugs, alcohol, exactly, there's Going so out and seeing smoking, your friends. yeah, exactly, just keeping yourself really busy, being a workaholic, like, mm. there's so many things that it's just people, you know, because it, it feels easier almost, to avoid, to avoid, but then that's only because of what we've been trained, and what we've learned from society, when actually, you know, the full, like, a full emotion doesn't even last that long but because we just push them down and push them down and push them down is then like there's so much in there mm. and you're so scared to touch any of it when actually you learn when something comes up if you just allow it to come up come up and accept it then it it doesn't normally linger for yeah. ages and also it's always better than you think it's gonna be mm. like you always just think it's going to be absolutely horrific to face things from your past. Like whether that's, you know, I don't know, something that really horrific that happened to you in your childhood or any shame that you feel, any guilt that you feel about things that you did in the past. Like any of those things that we kind of stuff into a box that we're like, oh, that's not me. I'm just going to never think about it ever again. Mm, that didn't happen. Yeah, just that didn't happen. And you stuff it in a box. It's like, but it did happen, and it's still there in your brain, and it's still there in your it's body. It's going to be affecting you, yeah, whether you like it or not. Like, it's affecting you, um, and affecting your day to day life. Like, it could be the source of why you have so much anxiety, or why you just feel unhappy, and you don't know why you feel unhappy. And actually, like tackling those things mm. feels really scary, but then it's gone, and you get this like healing high afterwards, like. Mm. You get honestly, it's like when you've processed something, and you come out of the other side, other side, and you have a deeper understanding of yourself, a deeper understanding of the world, and you've like moved through it. You feel so great. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot better than being like, I'm gonna stuff it down with food and then feeling super sick because I've definitely yeah. done that on many or occasions. I'll, I'm gonna drink or loads drink. and create yeah, oh more trauma. When <laughs> I was young, I feel like I would definitely go out and drink too much. And it's just like, to the point where you do feel like not, I mean, I was always in control, but it is that sort of, it's more like self-harm, self-sabotage, isn't it? Rather than also- Alcohol is, it, is a form of self-harm self for sure. I think also it's like um, escaping. Like mm. when I drank when I was younger, it was very much about, I felt confident. 
and I didn't necessarily feel that when I didn't have alcohol and I think only now looking back I see that perspective whereas at the time I don't think I was consciously going right I feel really insecure I'm gonna drink lots of alcohol so that then I can appear confident and you know that's attractive to people um so yeah I also do think that as a as a society like we have a really unhealthy relationship with alcohol where like it's just the answer to everything you don't feel confident drink you're really stressed at work drink like literally you're really sad drink you're angry drink like every single emotion or every single life event whether it's good or bad seems like the answer always just seems to be to drink yeah and like actually funnily enough one of the things that happened to me this week was yesterday I was just, I mean, obviously I'm quite tired with everything that I've got going on and I didn't have anything to do and the boys were with their dad and I was just at home, like just exhausted and I started to feel really lonely Um, and my brain was like, well, let's go and let's go and buy a bottle of wine and like drink wine on our own. And I was like, no, I need to sit in this. Why do I feel lonely? I need to work out why I feel so lonely and work through it and tell mm-hmm. myself that I'm not lonely. Um, and like actually, yeah, work through that feeling rather than trying to avoid and escape it. But my brain still, even now, the first thing it thought was, well, why don't we buy us? Like it even my brain was even trying to like romanticize it. Well, buy ourselves a nice bottle of rosé and like cook a nice meal and sit and drink it. And I was like, but but why? Why do mm. I want to drink a bottle of wine on my own? Like there's something well, about I think, it that's I like. Think it, I feel like for some people, like, they who maybe have like a better relationship with alcohol I'm not saying you have a bad one but people who maybe haven't like thought about alcohol so much or don't have the the past trauma around alcohol that kind of we do but I they might but that's the thing is is that might be self-care to them so it's like different although it's not to you like don't get me wrong I see Self-care. that as distra- I think uh, to I me think drinking one glass a bottle of wine, wine with your, yeah, oh, one. one glass yeah. of wine yeah. with your dinner I think especially if you're cooking by yourself like I think you know that that can be a form of self-care despite the fact that you know alcohol is what it is mm. but like like you if it's a bottle of wine absolutely that's not self-care that you know you're gonna wake up with a hangover the next day yeah I'm not even sure my intention was to drink the whole bottle but I do no, I, I think to me I was like I'm trying I basically noticed that I was trying to avoid something and wanting to drink the glasses mm. of wine I was like yeah. what is it I'm trying to avoid is it feeling like FOMO, like fear of missing out on something, or like spending time on my oh, own busy brunch. Good enough. <laughs> you didn't, you didn't want to come. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just, yeah, I think I just um, realized that there was something more to it than just I wanted to have a glass of wine. I think I was like, I feel really sad and lonely yeah. today, I, and I, like I need to sit with why I feel sad and lonely so I can like move through it. Like even I noticed yesterday, I was like no one's liked me on hinge like I was just in a really like low self esteem yeah yeah like well I was just like I'm just all alone on my own and no one loves me like that sort of like shit but you love yourself yeah (laughs) but that's what I had to do be like you know it's actually quite nice like I I sat and found like a really amazing film that I watched and I enjoyed that was just really good um and really emotional yeah and just face pack yeah and I did a face pack and a hair mask and like I just basically 
made a choice to like you gave, you actually gave tackle the loneliness the love yeah. that you yeah. wanted from somebody else but you just gave it to yourself yeah. and I journaled a bit like around even like with dating that classic like female low self-worth that we get around dating and feeling like no one likes us and being like no no people do like me but I'm waiting for something more and I want something more and I want to feel a certain type of love and I want someone who like loves me in a certain type of way and like yeah, you're not just going to accept love from anyone who's going to mm. throw some sort of some form of love towards yeah. you. You're going to wait for a love where someone is fulfilling your wants and your needs and yes. giving you the love the way that you want to be loved. Yeah. And I think I just I think I needed to like sit down and and process. So yeah, just process that and then meet myself with love and and some self-care and mm. rather than sitting and drinking a, a a glass a couple of glasses of wine and numbing out to it which is what I would have been doing in that moment yeah. for sure I would have been numbing out yeah I was gonna say it's often the intention behind it so it's the same as you know going for a run could be a form of self-care but it could also be a form of self-harm yes. yeah if your intention behind it is I'm fat I need to I need to run because I've eaten too much or whatever that is not self-love like the intention behind yes. it is wrong yeah. whereas well not wrong a lot of people have it but you know that's where you almost need to check yourself like why am I doing this am I going on this run because I'm like I want to go out and run in nature it's going to be beautiful I'm going to like, hear all the birds and see all of the greenery and maybe I'll stop by like a nice lake or something or is it you know, I I feel like I need to do this to burn calories rather than mm-hmm. I'm going to do it because it makes me feel strong and yeah, that sort of the checking intention the intention. It's Definitely. the same as like even with food, like your intention behind it. Like yeah, sometimes I, you sometimes can get a salad because you want a salad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And sometimes like this, I've eaten a lot of chocolates my period, but I've not been like oh my God, I'm doing this in a really destructive way. Yes, I'm overeating. I've just been like, this way. is delicious. I'm, I'm enjoying it. Yeah. yeah. And I'm not going to then sit and overthink about yeah. it. Definitely the intention. And I think, um, you know, in terms of alcohol, I really am very aware of like when I do and don't drink now. And one of my, you know, my boundaries around drinking are I need to know that I'm going to have a good time. Like yeah. it needs to be with people who make me feel safe and and happy and we always have fun together. Mm. Um, yeah. And I think I just was like, why am I dr- like drinking on my own? It's just, yeah, I, I totally know. get that. And I think especially, you know, we, we come from a household where, alcohol is part of the daily routine like you know I think I think like I, that generation so many, yeah it's, it's so, so common. common um but they are very like come home from work to de-stress it's almost a form of, of emotional regulation it almost is. For it's that like generation. it's like I need to process the day I need to calm myself down yeah. I don't feel like I have any other you know form of being able to do that yeah so I'm going to use alcohol rather yeah. than being like Actually, if I sat down and did a meditation or breath work, wrote about my day, or did some yoga, or yeah, journal. Cooking is a form of meditation, like yes. anything. Go on a nice walk, Love. but they're just like, yeah, alcohol. Yeah, I, yeah, it's it is it's very common. Um, yeah. but yeah, the other thing I was going to say about yesterday going to the bottomless brunch, mm. um, it was also kind of an all day into the night thing, and 
I basically just want to encourage you guys to set boundaries. So I personally could, I obviously could have gone to the whole thing. I could have been there until 11 o'clock at night, but I chose to say, do you know what? Actually, the bottomless brunch itself will be enough for me. And when I was there, obviously the culture of the bottomless brunch is very much like, drink as much alcohol as you can because you've only got an hour and a half or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's so random, I've isn't it? I've got some like, honestly terrible memories from bottomless brunches of people just being like, just just e- so everywhere. drunk. Yeah. At like three o'clock in the afternoon. So. <laughs> I know, it's the most bizarre thing. I, I remember coming back from one once by myself and I was like, this is not appropriate. Is that the time that you like threw up yes, on the platform? Yes, I threw up on a tube. tube. So sorry if anyone was there. <laughs> it was so bad. Someone literally you... came to help me and I was like, no, no, it's fine. I'm just a bit travel sick. <laughs> travel sick. I probably stank of alcohol. Also, I remember you rang me and you were like, I've just bought a two litre bottle of water for one pound. Yeah, I was something. like, it was only 50p. But if I wanted to get the 750ml bottle, it would have been £2.50. <laughs> and you were like, oh my God, how I was drunk are like, you? Yeah, literally. This was, that must have been years ago yeah, now. Like four, three years ago? It was a long time ago, for sure. Very long time ago. I haven't been that drunk in a very long time. But anyway, basically what I'm saying is, you can pick, you, even if someone invites you to a whole day thing or whatever, for their birthday they want to do something in particular, if you don't want to do the whole thing or... If you don't want to do that thing, the best thing you can do is, you know, say it with love, but say to that person, actually, because of this reason, or it just doesn't feel good to me that I'm not going to come to this, or I'm only going to come to this part, but, you know, let's go for dinner together another time. Like, Mm -hmm. I really want to spend time with you. I want to celebrate your birthday. Um, Because then you're, you're, it's, it's. Protecting, protecting both of you exactly because otherwise you know if i had stayed i would have been there just thinking i'm ready to go home like it's gonna get really late you'd have given off such bad energy yeah. she would have picked up on it and then she would have been frustrated and annoyed with you because, well exactly whereas yeah. I, I went and i was just pre- i was present i had a lovely time i met new people um and yeah like i, w- I was ready to go when i was ready to go and mm. and we both enjoyed it whereas you know if maybe i hadn't of set boundaries or whatever to say what I wanted to go to, maybe that wouldn't have been how it ended, especially when alcohol's involved. Although, well, you might have ended up I'm, drinking more and more to try and feel comfortable. You could have ended up that's wasted. True. Although I really don't, I don't think I could anymore. Like, I, I'm really not sure how much alcohol I actually drank. I feel like it was mainly orange juice. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. <laughs> that was 50 quid well spent. But it was a beautiful setting, beautiful yeah. setting. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, the last thing I was going to cover off, um, about big things in life that, you know, chuck a bit of a curveball at you or make you feel a certain way. So I have, um, I guess fairly recently, um, found out that my boyfriend is going to move to another country for a few months, Mm. which for someone who has an anxious attachment style, like, and just, I think if you have like a, a wounded inner child, I guess. Oh, you went to, when he, I was basically, I was with Lily when he like got the news and he called and you definitely went straight into your inner child because you well, were just, just, you just, just started crying. I like, know, and, and I felt awful because. And he was just like. Oh, and it was updated news. Yeah. Like I had found it out, yeah. like I knew about it before and yeah. I did react. The first time I found out, I was like, I'm so excited yeah. for you. 
And, and I genuinely it was, was and I genuinely am. Yeah. It, was, it was like, you know, this is happening soon that made me just go, oh my God. Like it was, it was totally from inner child, like mm. that fear of abandonment, like this person is literally physically leaving me. I'm not going to be able to... You're not going to have the reassurance well, of their Also, presence. I get so much reassurance. Like, I've been thinking about it, and being with him, or, like, him being close by, like, when I'm with him, he'll give me so many compliments and, like, like physical affection and stuff like that. There's so many... There's so many things that you have when you're in person that won't be there anymore. Like, obviously, it's only for a few months, but it's... That will be something over the next few months, I'm definitely going to have to really consciously work with, with like, in my mind, because my inner child is probably going to scream and be like, this person's not giving you enough attention, or... Yeah, you're going to have to regulate a lot. But I think it's going to be a really good learning... I think it's going to be a really good learning, like, healing moment for you. Well, I also think it it will be a healing moment for me. Like, it's going to be so good for my, my own healing, because... It's still, it's still something that is like there, like can get triggered even now when we're in the same country. So I feel like it's that challenge of like, right, you really need to step up for yourself. Um, so I feel like it will be good in that sense, but also it will be beautiful for the relationship as well because we'll learn that, you know, even if you're on the other side of the world, mm. like you can still show love to each other and the relationship means so much that, you know, a time difference or actual physical distance isn't going to affect that. Yeah, I also just think it's like going to be one of the biggest moments where you actually just have to relinquish control and trust fully, mm-hmm. trust fully yeah. in how much he loves you because that's yeah. like an undeniable fact. So like every time your little inner child is triggered mm-hmm. and tries to be like, he doesn't love us or he doesn't care or whatever, being able to like work with her and be like but he he does he yeah. does love us so yeah. much he's loved us since we were like blooming 15 years old like he, he's <laughs> so in love with us like you know yeah. anything he's doing is not intentional not at all no and I think it's going to be actually like the making of the making of both of you to be honest I think it's going to be great for him yeah to, I'm to so go and excited get that for him too, I yeah. feel like yeah I think it will be amazing for him to I just think the growth and stuff that you mm. can go through when you have a period of time you know, being somewhere new, there's a whole different energy. And yeah, it's just such an amazing opportunity to even to, to be offered to go out there is even amazing. Yeah. So but I'm very excited. This in him. terms of like talking about healing, like mm. when did you find out like maybe a week ago? That he was definitely going. Yeah. yeah. And honestly, like when Lily first found <laughs> out, like she was like, really upset. <laughs> Just like... I don't think I even said anything. Yeah, you just were just tears. really upset. Yeah, you just, just like came crying. Out. And, you, and, and throughout the week, you've like gradually... Because you were messaging me at one point in the week as well, just being like, I can't do this because my anxious attachment. And I just was like, it's going to be okay. Like, it will be the making of you. And yeah. you have like slowly throughout the week. And now look at you a week later, you're like, yeah. it's going to be a positive experience for both of us. It's going to yeah. be the making of us. I think also, I've said this many times before, but just having that compassion with yourself. Like, Mm. if that is the first thing that comes up, like, just being kind to yourself rather than being like, oh, gosh, like, I'm still anxiously attached or, um, like, my inner child is really, like, you know, upset about this situation when I should have just been happy for him or whatever. That's what I mean. It's like, you need to have compassion with yourself. Oh, 100%. But that, that is probably where... You know, healing healing isn't brains. waking up and being perfect all day every no, day. No, healing that's is what I'm being saying. like I can process I can 
Karina Tala, who's a healing coach, go and check her out. She's absolutely amazing. But she recently said to, to us, you know, healing is when things come along, no matter how you feel in that moment, being like, I can do this and I have all the tools I need to handle this situation and it's going to be okay. Yeah. And that's what it's about. Like being like, do you know what? Yeah, I'm really upset. I am really upset that he's yes. leaving and I am really triggered by the fact that he's leaving. And yes, I do have, you know, an anxious attachment that I'm working on, but I have all the tools mm -hmm. to manage it and it's going to be okay. And yeah. I just need to process this. Yes. Like yeah. having compassion for the original thoughts yes. it, it, that come up basically. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And then obviously you can, once you've got that awareness and things, you'll go into looking at things closely and actually going through the healing but at first it's like it's but totally but having normal. compassion letting yourself feel how you feel in the moment is healing mm. because actually if you if you denied to yourself if you'd just gone straight into trying to feel happy for him you would have been suppressing the emotion of sadness and not dealing with it you actually yeah. let it come up up and have processed it and dealt with it so now yeah. you're genuinely happy for him and yes. genuinely excited and you genuinely feel strong strongly that it's going mm -hmm. to be okay and all that and you have a positive outlook on it and I think it shows like the importance of communication as well mm -hmm. because it would be so easy for me to just keep it to myself keep it to myself keep it to myself like obviously if I hadn't cried in front of him <laughs> um but like if you kept those concerns to yourself and then maybe he got out there and I was suddenly just like oh my god bombarded him with like all of this information yeah. being like I'm actually really worried about this then you know that could easily cause a rift whereas although I got upset in the moment it's like communicating the, my concerns and things it teaches you to actually yeah I guess just communicate so that then you can prevent any so I mean there's always going to be arguments and things isn't there but it's just about being yeah. honest with yourself and with everyone around you. Yes, and I think otherwise, if you hold on to something about how you're feeling, it just gets bigger. Because mm -hmm. you're trying to hold on, trying to keep it yeah, in. Yeah, whereas you to cried for literally like a minute. Yeah, and then, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then it passes. Yeah, exactly. I mean, sometimes you do, everyone cries for like hours sometimes. Not saying like, Oh, if, no, no, no. If you I heal, don't. you're only going to cry for a minute, guys. I'm oh my God, that's so much of the healing journey <laughs> is like being a crying like mess <laughs> in your bed like so, so much yeah like it's not all beautiful but it's great it's great it's great yeah it's worth it no <laughs> it's worth it it's all worth it it is definitely worth it but feeling the levels of joy and happiness and presence and all of this stuff that you struggle to tap into because your trauma block blocks you it's worth spending frigging months in bed crying yes and also realizing mm. all the things that you can achieve like what your life can actually be yeah. if you're not limited by your you know negative beliefs about yourself mm -hmm. that maybe have been drilled into you when you're a child suddenly you'll realize no i am worthy i'm you know i can start a business or whatever yeah anyway i feel like we have literally been talking for quite a while oh have we i feel like we have but I can't actually tell how long it has been. Yeah, we've downloaded some new software. We're like, I'm, what's going on? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not in control of that. But it's fine. <laughs> learning. Learning. Yes. Anyway, right. thank you so much for listening, yeah. guys. I'm trying to think. Was there anything else I was going to say? I don't know. Is there? Well, I just basically wrapped up. Save it for next time if there is. I can't remember. Yes. Okay. okay. Cool. <laughs> Sounds good. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of The Everyday Goddess. 
If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a review or if you have any questions you'd like answering, message us on Instagram or TikTok at Everyday Goddess Podcast. We can't wait to see you all next week. Bye for now, goddesses. Bye.